right, here we go. So, it is uh, currently 8 o'clock, Sunday, October 6th, and I'm looking at the post game here on my phone of the NFL, everything we've had so far up until our uh, Sunday night football with the Colts and Chiefs. And my plan was to wait for the Colts and Chiefs game to finish up, and I was going to do a really awesome just chilling and we're talking about football for a day and I was going to have you guys along on the ride and then all of a sudden you know everyone wants to hear my thoughts on Dallas and Green Bay and most of the time I don't have fun talking about stuff like that I feel like it just gets tiring after a while I want to have some fun I want to talk about some Dallas some uh Lions with their off day Panthers looked impressive uh, the Texans continue to flourish. The Falcons struggle like a cat covered in a wet blanket. The Vikings are rising. The Raiders upset over in London. But none of that matters. None of that matters because I was forced to sit and watch Dallas not want to play football for three quarters. Well, two quarters and then two... They wanted to play football for one quarter and two minutes that was left in the third. That was when they decided to come play football. Now, right off the bat, I have a million things I, I want to talk about. And I'm telling you right now, there's no script in front of me. I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off for multiple reasons. I'm glad there's no one near me because I don't want anyone near me until tomorrow when I've had time to cool down. Cowboys go down on their first first couple of plays they look good and then all of a sudden Amari Cooper lets a pass bobble great field position it's picked off and all of a sudden Green Bay's in business next thing you know they're up 14 nothing I'm not going through the freaking breakdown of this game play by play you watch the game yourself or you're gonna go watch a condensed version of the post game because I don't really care I'm not here to tell you about that you know what happened Dak Prescott he sucked. Dak Prescott, I'll say it again, he sucked. Jason Garrett sucked. Ezekiel Elliott was MIA. You could say he sucked. Amari Cooper, two big plays. You sucked. Randall Cobb, you sucked. Byron Jones, you are a joke. Dallas. D-line, you are pathetic. Dallas, O-line, you are non-existent. Kellen Moore, hello, Scott Linehan. I didn't realize you came back to, to call the plays for this team. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? You guys want to act like I'm not going to bash Dak? I'll rip into Dak. He played terrible. He played terrible football. He comes out there, and I don't care if he's under duress. I get it. You cannot continue to make poor play after poor play. You got to get something going for yourself. No more excuses. Jesus Christ, you want to be a top-paid quarterback? Look at Aaron Rodgers. He was in control the whole time, and he felt confident about every single thing he was doing. 
you want me to come out and have and have a neutral tone? I was going to give you the freaking podcast of the year when this team was down what? 34 or 31 to 10 or 31 to 3. I was going to give you the most intensity you have ever seen that this podcast you're listening to right now couldn't even match it. But what do I get? I get garbage time. I get garbage time play after play. And you know what the worst part is? The fan in me says this it, it it's not even that they're garbage time plays. It's the fact they're pulling off insane plays. Good coverage. Dax dropping dimes. But it didn't matter. None of it mattered. The whole time you're watching the game, Brett Maurer can't kick a field goal. Because none of it matters. Insane plays by Amari Cooper in the second half to really give his team a chance. He had two plays in the first half. Amari Cooper is not getting a pass on this. He had two plays that should have resulted in touchdowns. The stumble on the catch and the missed ball that turned into a pick. Those I refuse to let go. But man, can that guy play football? Spin move, 55-yard touchdown. He had himself a career day, 11 receptions, 226 yards. Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, God, we got so much to get into. I, I, I want to make multiple podcasts. I just don't have the time. We'll do it all. If you're tuning in, you're probably listening on a car ride or something. You're going to hang out with me. Well, Ezekiel Elliott was held to a grand total of 62 yards. You know what? Hang on. We're not even going to start with Ezekiel. I don't want to start with him. I want to start with Kellen Moore. Because I get it. People will keep asking me, why, why are you bashing Kellen Moore? Why are you giving Kellen Moore all this crap? I'll tell you why I'm giving Kellen Moore all this crap. First three games. People said, this man is going to be one uh, getting a, a head coaching job next year. Are you serious? That's all it took for you to believe in that? The same people that preached that they were playing bad football teams are the same people that said Kellen Moore was a good offensive coordinator. And I was impressed by it, but I said, hey, let's pump the brakes. Let's see what they can do. Then they laid a goose egg out against the Saints. Then the first half. What is the only thing? Ezekiel Elliott is the best weapon on the field with Devontae Adams not playing. Right? You would think. Every time, they just put Zeke in the backfield, and he's going to run it up the gut. He's going to run it up the gut. And, oh, wow, shocker, they ran it up the gut. Oh, but he had 55 yards. He's the best weapon. You're looking for touchdowns. You're looking for 20-yard plays. You're not looking for this bull crap that you're watching. Oh, he got a six-yard carry. Wonderful. Tony Pollard can go get me a six-yard carry. We want to make this guy the highest-paid running back in the league. So let's have him run it up the gut again. And then, to add insult to injury, this team takes away the aggression that I have by trying to show me him running a good freaking route in the second half that resulted in a really good run for a touchdown. Off a good pass from Dak Prescott. You needed to win this game. You're tied. 
You're tied with the Philadelphia Eagles. You better go to New York and take care of business. And I don't just mean beat them. I mean you better figure out what you're doing. Because you know what I'm sick of hearing? I'm sick of hearing... I'm, I'm sick of watching Dak sling the ball and then turn it over. Get Jason Witten involved more. I don't care how old he is. He decided to come back to play football. The offense looks better when he's involved. I'm so sick of hearing, oh, that looks like just a, a miscommunication between uh, Dak and his receiver. How many more miscommunications are we going to have between Dak Prescott and a receiver when it has to be something that you're getting coached in practice or someone's not studying the playbook? I want to know. Is it Dak? Does Dak not know what plays he's calling? Who? I don't know who to blame on things like that. So I'm blaming the coach. I'm blaming Kellen Moore. I'm blaming Jason Garrett. Oh my God, we're gonna get on Jason Garrett, aren't we? We're gonna get on Jason freaking Garrett, aren't we? Jason Garrett. My Lord. What was it? The start of the third half, or the second half, I think, third quarter. He challenges a play. I get I get it. It, it probably wasn't pass interference. There was no way you were going to overturn it. Not in today's NFL. They don't want to overturn them. They want to make sure it's the egregious plays. I get that. And he wastes a such needed timeout. You're down so much. This catch is not going to save your season. This catch is not going to save this game for you. And what do you do? You throw it. And they literally, they chuckled. The NF, uh, uh, out in New York, they chuckled. And they're like, all right, all right, all right, just uh, send it back to the booth for 30 seconds. We'll go make some coffee. And uh, yeah, yeah, tell them, tell them, uh, tell them, tell them we looked it over. And uh, yeah, we're not overturning that. Congrats. You wasted a timeout at the start of the third quarter. Wow. And I'm pretty sure they went on to score again there. Wow. And then we're going to get to what? The... Midway through, no, it's probably, I want to say it's right at the start of the fourth quarter. Jason Garrett sees a really nice play. I don't know who caught that ball. He was, Michael Gallup. I want to say it was Michael Gallup, who actually, by the way, looked really good. Michael Gallup looked really good. Good for him. Nice to see him back. I like him a lot. He caught a ball, went out of bounds. Everyone said that's not a catch. You know what? It was at the end of the third quarter. He went out of bounds. They said it wasn't a catch. And then next thing you know, Jason Garrett's bad-mouthing the uh, storming over there, throwing the flag again. Are you kidding me? You Then then they throw a flag on Jason Garrett. Uh, now, the team that's been penalized all day, which we haven't even talked about, penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty in the Dallas Cowboys, now their head coach is just showing what he preaches in practice, and it's being undisciplined because he's now getting a penalty. Wow. I'm so amazed. And people act like, well, why do you bash the head coach more than uh, other teams. You, you make a lot of excuses for Dak because incompetence is running that organization and coaching them. Okay? He has, he's not a good coach. Get him out. And Kellen Moore, he's a fine offensive coordinator. That's it. He's got a lot of growing to do. God. I am so livid. So... 
Jason Garrett gets called on a 15-yard penalty when you're trying to come back. My Lord, I would be pissed if a player, and I was a coach, if a player had a 15-yard penalty on my team when I'm trying to come back. Let alone, imagine being a player and your own coach is getting a 15-yard penalty. You practice what you preach and you what you show on the field is what you're practicing. And I have to imagine you are not a very disciplined head coach. That is so embarrassing. That's the bare basics of playing football. <sighs> so Dallas starts to look good. Dak's dropping insane passes. He's Dak was under pressure all day. Kellen Moore needed to get something going. They needed they needed a safety valve play. They needed to get something out. They needed to do a sweep. They did a double reverse at one point that was starting to work. I was like, what the hell are they doing? You're now calling plays that I wanted to see all season long. And now you're calling them down 20. Why are these plays not added to the offense more? I'm serious. Dak looked good when the play started to get more creative and you allowed Dak to move around. He was throwing off balance the entire night. He was getting hit three, four guys in the face. I know. I know that's not an excuse, but I'm just saying nothing looked good. The offensive line is so, so suspect at times. And then, you know what? We're going to get into it right now. The Dallas defense is the most overrated thing in football right now. I even heard Stephen A. Smith on his podcast, his show, he was talking about, oh, yeah, that, da- that Dallas defense. This was before they played the Saints. They're pretty bad, dude. Hey, dude, before they played the Saints, they ranked 15th playing garbage. And they haven't been better. Oh, but you know what? They played really well against the Saints. Congrats. You played Teddy Bridgewater. You're a decent team. You need to do better. You cannot allow Aaron Jones to own you. And then to add insult to injury, I loved it. Aaron Jones, man, he was flexing on the Cowboys. I love to see it because I'm so sick of Dallas thinking they're entitled to all this crap. Okay? They're not. They're the favorite to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, according to some, I want to say it was pro football focus. I don't know off the top of my head, though. And then Aaron Jones dominating all day, making Ezekiel look like a child. He runs in for a touchdown, Byron Jones a few yards away, and he just, he puts his hand up like, no, don't even come at me, dude. You're not good enough to, you, you can't step with me. And boy, was that badass. Aaron Jones is becoming one of my favorite players in the league. Again, Byron Jones a few plays later was trying to tackle him, and Aaron Jones just made him, he just owned him. Lane Vanderesh missed tackle after tackle in the first half. I mean, you, dude, seriously, tackle after tackle. You can't be doing that. You gotta, you. To beat a good football team, it's about executing on fundamentals. Tackling is such an important thing. I love seeing an open field tackle. I think seeing a tackle with a guy in the open field is one of my favorite things to see in football if it's my team making that tackle. I just feel so good when I see stuff like that. And now I continue to see. Uh, here, here we go. Here we go. We got more people bashing Dak Prescott. Dak has underperformed in this game. Stats-wise, if you just looked at the stats, you would think 
yeah, you know what? It looked like he didn't play his best game, but man, 463 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, he had the three picks, but it looks like he was slinging it. He started slinging it in garbage time, and he tried to take it out of garbage time. Too little, too late. Those stats mean nothing to me. Go out there, and you play a football game starting from the first quarter. You don't play come third quarter. You don't play come second half or fourth quarter. Start the football game and go and get some points. Ezekiel Elliott, 62 yards. Irrelevant. I guess this is going to get to the part that I've been wanting to touch on and doing something. Why I don't care about paying running backs the top market money. I don't care if it hurts my team in the short term. I'll come out and say it. Christian McCaffrey looks like the best running back in the world right now. Am I right? Am I right? Yes, he does. Saquon Barkley looks like the best running back in the world, doesn't he? Carryon Johnson looks like at times he just can't be stopped, doesn't he? Kareem Hunt, when he comes back, probably looks like he can't be stopped at some points. What's his name on Philly? Jordan Howard. There's times where you look at him. It looks like he can't be stopped. Mark Ingram. There's times where you look at him and it's like, oh my God, they can't stop this guy. Why the hell would I pay Zeke top money. I already don't think he's a top, the, the best running back in the league anymore. Because I think that torch just passes so frequently. So let's go draft the next young running back. Let's go make him the best in the league. When someone dethrones him, I'll go draft another. Oh, but it's not that easy. I don't care. I'm not giving that much money. There, you know what all that money did for me? It did 65 rushing yards. What a good ground and pound game from, from the, the dynamic of Kellen Moore and Ezekiel Elliott. Congratulations. They want to go post on Instagram. Oh, come back today. Oh, yeah, you do. You'll come back for sure. Oh, my Lord. It was a good one today. So, what do I want to see moving forward? I want to see what we saw in the second half which it's hard to replicate because, again, you're playing garbage time. And I was I didn't think – listen, there were times where Green Bay's defense looked good. But I thought there were so many times – Dallas – okay. There's no one escaping blame here. Brett Maurer sucked. You, you heard my suck rant. They all sucked. Dak sucked. Jason Garrett sucked. Kellen Moore sucked for a half. They all did. I swear on my life. All you can do is move forward and come out with a chip on your shoulder and you get ready because you got Philly coming up shortly here. And that's when it's game time. No more excuses. I'm so sick of hearing about how great this defense is. You've been suspect. You were good last year for stretches. Still suspect. Don't care where you finish. I am sick and tired of, oh, you know what? We got to pay all these players. You know what? Byron Jones can walk. He ain't winning me no football games. Once more, this is the DST Podcast. Wrapping it on up today, my name is JT Smellick. Hey, thanks guys for tuning in with me. I will be seeing you guys hopefully within the week again. Uh, again, coming out with podcasts, it's pretty infrequent. We are up on iTunes though. So hey, if you are 
listening to this on iTunes, thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, if you can leave a review, uh, five stars, all that stuff helps me so much. I'm so happy to be doing this. And I've got my man Kirk. He's starting to help me work on my vocals. We're getting the audio better with every single episode. So thank you guys for being part of the movement. It's the JT Smellick Podcast, Detroit Sports Talk, DST. Thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, peace.